Welcome to the Happy Homeschooler Podcast, a digital support group for everyone interested in a learning lifestyle. I'm your host, Jennifer. I'm your co-host, Holly. And I'm your co-host, Melody. Today, we'll be discussing back to school. That's right. It's already time. But before we get to that, what have you guys been up to, Holly? Well, you know, my kids have been giving me a hard time about this, but I didn't violate what I said I was not going to do uh, in cat rescue. I did uh, rescue some cats last week. I got um, some assistance with a PALS volunteer and a rescue group, and we got four kittens out from running around the neighborhood. Three of them were getting adopted right away, which was great. Oh, wow. Yay. Yeah. And after a couple days of attempts, I managed to catch the mom cat. And she was taken to um, PALS to be spayed and and get a rabies vaccine. But I did not, repeat, did not bring any cats into my house. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. There's one little kitten that I haven't seen in Sasaimis. My neighbor and I think that the people, the irresponsible pet owners who have been responsible for all these cats running around, probably took it back in the house, but uh, mm -hmm. knowing them, they'll let it back out again. And yeah. when they do, I'm going to catch it because I did find out it's a female. And these kittens are about four months old. And so that kitten could be populating yeah. anytime soon. So, um, I Never guess, ending. Oh. yeah, I guess I'm still the reluctant cat rescue lady, but I have not brought any more cats in my house. My two cats didn't really like that the last time I had a cat in the house yeah. for a while. And so they're very happy with each other and we're not going to upset that apple cart. Also, we ended up with fleas and then that was a whole big thing. Oh dear. So yeah, <laughs> it was super unpleasant. So anyway, that's what I've been doing. Uh, what have you been up to Melody? We've been enjoying just a regular routine. We had a lot of activity the month before and everything sort of settled down. And it's nice to just have like your regular routine, not anything unusual or not too many trips to town that we had to make. And so it's been a nice little pause before all the activity that's fixing to happen in August. So um, just chilling, even though it's really hot outside. <laughs> So hot. Just chilling. It's so hot. How about you, Jennifer? Well, I have been spending, I feel like, all my time driving children to and from places. Which oh, is yes. not my favorite. But and it's something I don't feel like we talk about a lot as parents, but once you start having a lot of teenagers in the house, it's just never ending. And so my last month or so has not been the summer fun I want to be having because mm -hmm. I have so many kids in the house that have jobs, you know, and most of them don't drive. So I am all day dropping off, picking up, dropping off, picking up at different places. And the in-between time is like not never enough to actually do anything, you know? That's so the hardship like of living in a place that doesn't have public transportation. Yes. We have that same issue here Absolutely. in my small town. Yeah. Um, we, and we just recently got one of those little community bus systems, but my older son does not drive. He's an adult, but he's autistic. We've talked about him before on here. And and he doesn't drive himself and he works at the hospital, but the hospital is outside of the area that the bus will go to, oh, man. which oh, I find dear. incredible. So you'd think that the community would need to go the to hospital. the hospital, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> um, but so, yeah, so I've just been, you know, driving a lot and it's just not my my most favorite month so far this year. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> It's okay. It happens. We all have these things as parents, you know, that we go through that 
we do because we love the kids. Yeah, <laughs> and I, it I'm is just a season. Yeah, it's just it's a season. I remember that. And then all of a sudden, they all drive, and then you have other things that are on your mind. <laughs> exactly, and then they're all gone, and that's sad too. So I don't like that part. Mm-hmm. And I do sometimes enjoy the time in the car with them, but just the back and forth is a lot, and I'm not enjoying that part. But it will be over soon. You're right. <laughs> So we're going to actually be talking about getting back to school today, which is crazy because it's still summertime and no one's ready for it. Public but schools are going back next week. I oh saw. my gosh, I saw that. Yeah. I, I always, that sneaks up on me all the time. I never realize how soon that is. But today we're going to be talking about for homeschoolers, how you prepare for back to school. And recently we've noticed a huge uptick in people who are homeschooling, starting to homeschool or interested in homeschooling. Ali, you were saying that you've noticed a lot in your community that's growing. I recently um, started being one of the moderators of our county's um, homeschool Facebook group. And I think in the last week, just in the last week, we've welcomed 30 people Mm -hmm. who say they're homeschooling this fall. Yeah. And that and that's just one week. It, it's growing. People are just coming to homeschooling in droves. Yeah, I, I've seen that too. I'm a moderator of a large Facebook group in the Texas Hill Country. And this last year in particular, uh, the growth has been huge. The number of people joining just, you know, to get more information or, or who are just now starting homeschooling um, after their kids have been in the public school system. So with that in mind, we're going to talk to, you know, new homeschoolers about what they should do to get ready for back to school. So what are you guys have for some big tips? What are your important things for people to consider when getting ready? Well, one of the things that I always tell people is that It's not just that your kids have changed where they go to school, but you have now chosen to change your whole lifestyle. Mm -hmm. You know, your kids are home 24-7. I used to joke around that our furniture didn't last as long because we were using it, you know, for 20 hours a day or something. (laughs) But it's true. You know, your kids are now home a lot more and your house is going to get more cluttered because people mm-hmm. are home all day. It won't it won't be nice and clean from nine until five when you get back home <laughs> after your kids. You know what I'm saying? So I yeah, mean it's too. a big yes. it's a big lifestyle change. It and is. I don't think some people are ready for that. Yeah, I agree with you on that. It's huge. It's not just about what they're learning. It's about the whole family taking a, a new journey. And even you're right, the house being messy and things like food. All of a sudden, your kids are home all the time and need so much food. The <laughs> Hobbit's second breakfast is common in our house. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, so, Melody, did any of your kids go to school and then come back to homeschooling? Or I don't remember if your kids had ever attended. No, we started, we started homeschooling when from my oldest turned yeah. five from the beginning. One child did spend a a time because there was a class that he wanted at the public school in high school. But there were so, and we've talked about that before. There were so many mm-hmm. rules regarding when you could go to the bathroom and when you could get a <laughs> drink of water. And we're sorry that your class is 15 minutes away and you have five minutes to get there between <laughs> classes. If you're late, you're in trouble. I mean, there yeah, were just so yeah. many things that had nothing to do with learning right. that he got fed up. So he did return and finish at home. But no, we were at home from the beginning, so we didn't have that that big change. Um, yeah, that big change. But for us, it was like I had taught in the classroom, so for me, it was that adjustment for I'm not teaching 
in a classroom situation. We're at home learning together. And so that's a good point, because although my kids have all been homeschooled their entire lives, when I started even looking into homeschooling, I had been in public school and my vision of how it should look was very much, okay, we're going to do school at home now. And it's, you know, we sit down and do public school. And I, I think that probably a lot of people who are new to homeschooling have that vision for it as well. And it, it can be maybe a big surprise for them that it, it isn't that way or it doesn't have to be that way. And it doesn't take as long. I did bring a child right. home from public school. Mm-hmm. Uh, my oldest had been in public school for pre-K and kinder and first grade. And when we told her we were going to be homeschooling, she wasn't entirely thrilled about it. She is a very sociable person and she is a very active person. So uh, the idea that she's going to spend all day at home with her brother and sister, Mm -hmm. her brothers and sister, that wasn't too thrilling for her. And there were some things that were important to her that I did replicate at home. They weren't so much educational things, but there were some things she liked. She liked having her lunch on a tray. Mm -hmm. So I went to the local thrift store and I bought some little lunch trays. Mm -hmm. And then she also liked, uh, she loved the grilled cheese that they made, which had one slice of white bread and one slice of wheat bread. (laughs) So I was like, yeah, I can do that. And, you know, uh, it was fun for the kids to have their lunch on the little trays. And it was fun for me because we had a picnic table outside and they could go outside and eat their lunch outside. And then I could have a little break. But there might be some things if you're bringing a kid home from public school. Mm-hmm. that you know, you might ask them, what do you think you're going to miss? And then try yeah. to implement something in there. You know, some kids are like, right. I miss recess. Park day is a good yeah. solution to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you know, you're not going to try to replicate school at home because that's exhausting. But you might, if, and especially if you need some buy-in from your kids, especially if right. they're like, I don't know about this homeschool thing. <laughs> you, yeah. you might want to look into some of the things they liked and try to replicate that for them. I think that's an important point for people for thinking about going back to school with homeschooling. If you're new to it or if you've been doing it for a while, is that you need to sometimes you need to get your kids excited about it at the beginning Mm -hmm. of the school year, especially if you're getting some resistance. So letting them have some a part in that process and making some choices about maybe how their day is going to look or, you know, where they do school or what they wear when they're doing school or, you know, small things that don't you're you're right, don't affect the learning process, but Mm -hmm. that they can have some ownership of because especially if you're brand new to this for your whole family, it's going to be such a huge change. So Mm -hmm. letting them having have a little control over it will be really helpful and hopefully get them interested in in everything starting up. Right. Well, one thing that made it easy for us is that we lived near a school bus stop. And so my kids could see the other kids getting on the bus at seven (laughs) o'clock and they were very glad that they did not have to be there. And so, you know, always opportunities to say, aren't we fortunate that we can choose our own schedule? And I, I did point those (laughs) occurrences out. Just to help them realize, like, yes, there are, there might be some perks. There are, it's a little hard to do some sports or band, but you can find those things. And like you mentioned, if those things are important to your student, then as a homeschool mom, dad, you want to go out and find those Mm -hmm. outlets for them. We grew into homeschooling kind of year round, as I've said before, but we always did have a first day of school for that next school year. And we Mm -hmm. did it. It was fun. And we got excited about school supplies, even though we really used the same ones from year to year. But there was always, you know, a little something new, new school supplies or 
or this or that or just getting organized. So like you said, we found a way to gear up for it and make it fun and make it something we look forward to. That's important. One of the things we do is um, I always print out a paper where Liam can tell me like what his favorite things are, you know, what's your favorite color, oh, what's your favorite good idea. And then, you, you know, that. we all see those posts on Facebook from the public school families. Well, I just do the same thing for him. Like first, day, first of school, day of school. Yeah. yeah hold your little deal. <laughs> and we, we take his picture and then, um, I haven't been as good about it the past couple of years, but I try to take a picture of him on the last day of school. This year, we didn't mm-hmm. have a last day of school. We've kind of homeschooled off and on through the summer trying to finish up. But then it's fun to compare how he looked on the yeah. first day to the last yeah. day. Uh, we did have a funny comparison the other day because he, he put out a pair of blue jeans that he was going to wear to a camp he's attending. And I said, I think you better try those on because you've grown this. <laughs> and boy, oh boy, they didn't fit him. So that's kind of our, our mark. Like, oh yeah, you really yeah, did grow sure. But um, <laughs> I think it's important. Make a big deal for the, yeah. the first day of school. And Make your special snack. Connect, if you're getting connected with local homeschool groups too, a lot of them have not back to school parties. To school. And we always mm-hmm. participate in those. They're, we go, they're either like big special park days or parties that get hosted by local homeschool groups. And, you know, when the other kids are going back to school, you get together with a whole group of people and celebrate, hey, we're not going back. And yeah, it's fun. Right. We love that. Yeah. We have a local group that meets at the skating rink. And so that's <laughs> definitely fun. Yeah. Some of the other things I think that um, people new to homeschooling, they should think about because ho- hopefully you've already have an idea of what your curriculum is. You've already ordered that. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you've plugged into some social events. Mm-hmm. Maybe you've got a co-op or something, but you know, you have to plan your routine and get the kids to help you. You cannot homeschool your kids all day cook all the meals and do all the cleaning, you know, learning to uh, participate in the household upkeep and in making meals and all is really an important thing to get your kids involved in, or you're going to burn out. So you can't be all of everything to everyone. And now that everyone's all home at the same time together, the expectations do need to change a little Mm -hmm. bit to make that work. Yeah. Meal time. And you want to tell people, you know, that you're homeschooling, so they don't think they can just call you any time of the day or drop in on you, which I think a lot of people think, oh, you're home. So it's cool. But I mean, mm-hmm. you know, people wouldn't drop in on you at your job. Right. And homeschooling <laughs> is it's the best unpaid you know, job I've ever had, but still work. And I can't have interruptions all day long. We never get anything done. Right. So sometimes that means you just have to be a little more aware of yourself not to answer the phone in the middle mm-hmm. of a math lesson. Mm-hmm. You know, people can leave you a message. Yeah. And so that also brings us to it's time for you to be figuring out what what your routine is going to be and Mm -hmm. setting up a schedule, your weekly schedule, daily schedule. If you're new to this, you need to embrace the idea that that's probably going to change. And that oh, yeah. that's okay. Um, because you, you're going to need to adjust as you figure out what actually works for your family. And a lot of people start off with very traditional type schedules for their day and find out that that's not what actually works for them. And so leave room for adjustments as you as you go. Yeah, if you're night that's owls, don't really... decide to start school at 8 a.m. Yes, absolutely. That's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> right, but that's such good advice that you mentioned that because, I mean, you kind of want to start out with a plan and then know that you're going to change it. Mm-hmm. And uh, had people start out with a minute-to-minute, like, really structured plan, right. which 
because they had nursing babies and toddlers that were not able to stick to it and they were getting really frustrated. So we always talked about blocks of time. I know we've talked about that Mm -hmm. before, you know, eat breakfast Mm -hmm. and have chores. And then we had our school time and then we had lunch and then we had activities. I mean, you just had this general flow to the day, which we started working our way into that. If we, if we lost our routine during the summer, we would start getting back into it when September was coming around so that we could get the ground running. Kind of but, like you a know, soft open. Kind <laughs> of like, <laughs> exactly. Just to make sure everybody knew what the expectation was. We're going to mm-hmm. get up and get some things done. But yeah, not 7 a.m. In fact, there were some years where they would go and wait with their friends at the bus stop until the bus was coming. And then they'd all come back inside. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, think could choose the <laughs> bus driver quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, it was a little different, but, but, you know, then they'd come in and eat breakfast and we'd go about our day. There's a million different ways you can schedule your day mm-hmm. and there's not a right or wrong, whatever works for your household or exactly. even for each child. I mean, your kids might be, you might have one that's an early riser and one that sleeps until noon and that's okay too. You can make that work. And don't try to base your scheduling and your routine on what you're seeing other people doing in homeschooling, because there really is no right or wrong. That's true. And keep in mind the ages of your children and their attention span. And and Mm. also you, you know, when maybe you're not at your best in the morning till after you've had coffee. And so work that into your routine somehow. Set that coffee maker up the night before. (laughs) (laughs) But a lot of this, a lot of what we're talking about is something that you you do learn as you go. And so I just want our listeners to know that don't be disappointed or frustrated if the way you picture things the first week of school don't actually go that way. You know, it's okay, And it's one of the really great, beautiful things about homeschooling is that we have the flexibility to change and do what works best for us. And at every day we have that ability. And I love that about it. And I know we mentioned most people probably already have their materials together, but some people may not because I saw some posts this week where someone had just decided and they're trying to find things. You still have time. You can mm-hmm. still get started with yes. whatever you have. Mm-hmm. Right. And well, look and at everything you do has some educational aspect to it. If you have a little one, you can be doing math with, you know, your kitchen items or their toys. And until you get your curriculum, I mean, definitely you need to get it, but it's not too late. Right. Yeah. And a few years ago, um, in 2020, I believe we did an episode about low cost, no cost homeschooling. So mm-hmm. you might want to go back and look at that, because if you decide to homeschool uh, just in the past few days, the past week, and you don't have a budget for curriculum, good news is there's a lot of free or very yes. low cost items so available to you. Also, if you are feeling pressured, just know that just because public school starting doesn't mean your school has to start yet. You can <laughs> you can start whenever you would like to start. And we're talking about it right now because, you know, I'll, I think a large segment of people try to start and stick with the school year because it works for their families. But that's not, you don't have to do that. If, if you're not ready, if your kids aren't ready, you need a few more weeks of summer or you want to do it slowly and start adding things a little bit at a time, that's okay too. Yeah, just be sure that you know what your state's requirements are. Yes, because some states, good point. you have to have so many days and mm-hmm. so many hours a day. And mm-hmm. so you can still be flexible about that. You know, if you have to have, let's say, 180 mm-hmm. days, well, then maybe you're going to school throughout the time that most people take a winter break because you want to start right. later. 
just know what you need to do so you don't have any troubles in that arena. We're going to take a short break to hear a word from our sponsor. And when we get back, we'll be sharing our own back to school plans. So whether you're new or an old pro, stay tuned. The Happy Homeschooler podcast is sponsored by Transcript Maker, an online service that allows you to create professional high school transcripts from the comfort of your home. Save the worry. Never fear losing your transcript. Transcript Maker keeps it saved in the cloud so you can access it anywhere, anytime. Save your time. High school transcripts are made in a breeze with Transcript Maker. You just plug in your courses and grades and the GPA appears on the transcript like magic. Save your money. Transcript Maker offers a 14-day free trial, so you can give it a test drive and see how you like it. And when you decide to subscribe, you can use our exclusive coupon code HAPPY. That's H-A-P-P-Y in all caps. Head to www.transcriptmaker.com today and save. Transcript Maker. Simply better transcripts. Welcome back. In the first half, we talked about what you guys can do to get ready for back to school. And in this half, we're going to talk about what we're doing to get ready. So what are you guys doing? Melody, what what are you doing to get ready for this year? Well, my situation is a little different because I'm teaching classes and don't have Mm -hmm. kids at home, but I'm doing all the same things, planning out as much of the year as I can ahead of time. That way, when we get down to things that will already be done, should make I mean, I hope it makes the rest of the year easier. (laughs) And then, you know, watching the sales for supplies, which I have been doing all summer, some things that we needed and some things that I thought I would just get on Amazon, but then I would find that it wouldn't be delivered till the end of September. So then I had to go looking for it in the store, but all of that kind of thing. But when my kids were all home and we were little, Mm -hmm. we would be like clearing out their school box. We, everybody had a like a file box size box and all their school stuff went in there. And that way we could pick it up and go anywhere in the house or anywhere really. Mm -hmm. And if we didn't clear it out at the end of the year, which is what we like to do, we would clear it out. And did they have a new spiral for spelling or a math spiral or where's their, just get their supplies together, which would build excitement. And that's what we'd be doing. And uh, try, we also at this time would be adjusting our jobs and like, Maybe somebody's been in charge of the kitchen for a while and mm-hmm. now they want some other jobs. So we would adjust our routine because everybody is a year older than they were last yeah. year and they can do different things. And we'd be making all those adjustments, which just kind of helped build excitement for it. We were always, we loved our summer break. We didn't, we kind of kept doing school all along, as I've said, but we did take a break. But we were always glad to get back into a routine. It just, mm-hmm. You know, it's like when you come home from vacation, you loved your vacation, but you're yeah. so glad to be home. And having that routine just uh, was like coming home and getting started again. And What do you do, Holly? Do you have a tradition? Uh, yeah, for the first day? so, yeah, so um, I usually make a special snack for the first day of school. And like I said, I would always, I would try to get a picture of, I didn't do it with my other kids because it wasn't a thing, you know, uh, like yeah. it is now. You're right. Social yeah. media thing. Yeah. But now we take a, I'll usually take a picture of our book stack. We do Ambleside online. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of books, which I've been placing orders. I've, I've come through my shelves to see what I have since I've done it for so long. Yeah. And I had quite a bit, but still I needed more. So <laughs> I, I was crunching all my choices between, you know, like thrift books and 
Amazon and eBay, and I've got a whole yeah. bunch of books coming this coming week. So that's always exciting. exciting. Our materials yeah. start coming in. Yeah. And, you know, just trying to make the first day of school have something fun to do that day. You know, mm-hmm. oh, you know, it's mm-hmm. our first day of school. And when we get done with school, we're going to do X. We might go to the park. Just see what my son might want to do or what day of the week. I'm not sure. I haven't picked my first day of school yet. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of torn. So between starting in August or starting in September, what are you, what are you weighing on that? How are you just, you know, what's keeping you from the decision? Well, I'm going on a trip in the middle of August and I'll be gone for about five days. Mm -hmm. So when I get home, I don't want to jump into school right away. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to. And I have to look and so I just have to look and see. Also, I want to check when the public school schedule was kicking into gear. I don't. Mm -hmm try to keep to a public school schedule because I'm concerned about it. But we have friends whose children right. are in public school. Yeah. And so we do a lot of things with them. So I like to be yeah. kind of cognizant of when they're in and out of school so that we mm-hmm. can also be available to do fun things with them when they're not in session. Oh, that's a great thing to bring up for the newer people who are listening, because uh, if your kids are feeling like they're going to be missing their their public school friends, that's something to keep in mind. Yeah, that's definitely true. Um, If you want to be able to keep those relationships, you do have to have time when they're available to maintain. Right. So what other things are you doing to get ready for this year? Well, um, I so one of the first things I do every year is I buy a homeschool planner. You can find them on, on eBay really inexpensively. I use one called the checkoff planner. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like it. It's got lots of space to write things in um, and organize it how you want. And then um, it's got a column where you can check things off when you're done doing them. It has That's a built-in, <laughs> um, yeah, it has a built-in attendance tracker. And it also has uh, in the back of it, I think, some report cards, which I haven't used as of yet. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, but when I did homeschool my other kids, especially my daughter who came out of uh, public school, she was used to getting a report card. She liked that. So I did issue some report cards for a while till I got mm-hmm. her de-schooled. But anyway, it's, yeah. a, it's a really nice little planner. So I get that and then I start figuring out, okay, well, when do we want to start school? And I'll, I'll just start setting up the subjects because I know I have a set schedule for the subjects in the order I do them in. Right. So again, I've been doing what well. you'll be covering this year yeah. already. But I also buy an academic planner like at the local dollar store and I use that to plan out You know, what weeks are we going to be off for winter break? What week Mm -hmm. are we going to take off for spring break? Whose birthdays? You know, a lot of that stuff, um, you can have it in a Google calendar. But I have found that um, when I go to look at my Google calendar, there's so much stuff in it that I can't really print it out. (laughs) So I also have to have a paper calendar. I like the big wall calendar. So (laughs) yeah, yeah, we have all kinds of calendars. It's like, it's like really redundant, but it helps, you know, to see what we're doing and when we're doing it. So I can figure out if I can add something else in. Um, And then we get, you know, he doesn't have a notebook just yet. Cause again, we're Charlotte Mason homeschoolers. He's Mm -hmm. not doing a lot of writing just yet. Um, So I just keep any of his papers. Like we do, um, easy grammar. So I keep his worksheets for that. I keep his math papers. This year he'll have some more handwriting stuff. So I'll keep some of those, but I don't expect him to keep a notebook yet. He's just turning 11 and he's got a pretty healthy dose of ADHD. (laughs) So we'll work on that kind of record keeping stuff. I think a little farther down the road. I want to actually go back and ask you a question about the calendar stuff. Cause you said you go ahead and for the year, like put in birthdays or 
time off for vacations or whatever you know is coming up mm-hmm. before you address the school stuff. So do you also figure out like if he's going to be doing any extracurricular activities and things, do you go ahead and schedule those out also before you plug in academics? One of the things about Ambleside Online is uh, you're supposed to do handicrafts. And it's mm-hmm. been really challenging for us to do them at home. You know, if he's at home and we start to do something, he's like, I don't want to do that anymore. And he, yeah, and he wants yeah. To- so anyway, I have a friend who's been holding a maker's class every Tuesday. It's amazing. So I decided that this year we're going to add the maker's class in. And oh, he, um, yeah, yeah, this, it starts in August and we're going to be doing sewing skills, which is great. I think everybody should know how to sew. And it's on the same day that he great. does his parkour. So we'll be, I had him to figure out like, was that going to work? You know, can we do parkour? Yeah, and we yeah. have, so we have an hour in between where we'll do, we'll have lunch at the park and do academics. And then we'll go over to my friend's house and mm-hmm. we'll join with all the other kids and all. And so that's also going to be kind of a co-op of sorts for us because he'll yeah, be able to get together nice. with some other kids. And then, you know, you can fit in your academics. Like you, so that's you, why I asked that because yeah. I think that especially for newer people that they'll tend to schedule out all their academics first. And I think if you ask veteran homeschoolers how they do it, they're all going to say, you know, mostly going to say we plug in all our other stuff before and then figure out where the academics fit into it. Um, and I think that goes to, you know, talking about the flexibility of it. But I was just interested that you said that because I definitely, when I look at my calendar for the year, we definitely put in vacations and trips and, you know, things that we know we want to do that are special activities and any kind of sports they're in or that mm-hmm. all gets put on the calendar before we figure out our school year at all. Right. And like one of the things that I I know is that we're never going to have any out of the house activities on Monday. Monday is the day I want to set the tone for the whole week and I want to get our academics started on Monday. So uh, there was a co-op ar- uh, around here that does Monday and I'm like, I'm, that's not even a consideration for me. Right. That can't happen. Mm-hmm. So that's um, a good point too. Knowing your limits is so important. Right. And then my husband has a job on Wednesday and he needs Carl day. So mm-hmm. we don't have any, so we've got two days right there you with Monday and home. Wednesday where we're home. Yeah. And I wouldn't say that I don't view his, uh, you know, the handicrafts he's going to be doing or his parkour, which is our one of our PEs, as part of his school. It's all part of school. Yeah, uh, it's all yeah. part of school. Yeah. And he he does a running series, which is on Sundays um, for five weeks in the fall and, and in the spring. And he'll be playing basketball and there may be some other mm-hmm. things. It's easier to make your academics fit a schedule that make the yes. uh, of other other things that other people are doing. Yes. Yes. Than to right. do it the other way around. Because if you schedule all your academics from Monday through Friday from, say, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., you're going to miss out on a lot of opportunities. You're going to miss out on so much. And yes. I, over the years, I've had so many people say to me, well, I can't go to park day because my kids have to do their math on that day at that time or whatever. And and I, so I would definitely also urge people to check what the schedules are of any of the activities they want to join in because those things are important too. park days and social events and things like that are so important to do. And, Mm -hmm. you know, if you schedule yourself in a way that you can't make any of those things, it's going to make your year harder for all for you and your kids. Yes. And the social activities that you have, they're for you as well as your child. Mm -hmm. And when you're just, you know, if you're just starting out or if you've been homeschooling as I have been for 30, this is going to be my 30th year. 
support for the, the home educator, you need that. Yeah. And so you should not take that lightly. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, and you, and you meet your friends, your friends and your children meet friends there. Yeah. So like you said, it's, it's definitely something you don't, you don't want to schedule yourself so tightly that you're not flexible enough to mm-hmm. be part of your community. Well, one of the things that I do that I think I've talked about before every year. So we hunt unschool. I think everybody knows that. So <laughs> Um, our, there's no first day of school really for us normally, but we do step back every around this time every year and talk about our goals for the year. And I do that by having a student teacher meeting with each of my kids every year. And yeah, and we usually go and sit and have coffee, you know, go somewhere like that. And the kids, I tell them ahead of time, you know, we're going to have your meeting this day so that they can be prepared. And basically it's a, we sit down and it's very casual and it's just a, so what would you like to learn about this year? And what would you like to accomplish this year? And what are your interests right now? And it's me pretty much me interviewing them about what their current interests are. And then that's kind of how we build our, you know, what what we're going to be focused on for the year and what we're going to do and even trips we're going to take and things like that. And I try to do it. I, I do it every year with all my kids. So I only have one child that's still uh, homeschooling at this point. And so his meeting's coming up next week. And I love this age, this teenage age, because I have no idea what to expect at that meeting. None. Like, <laughs> he could say anything. And and my rule for those meetings is I, I try to say yes to everything. And a yes, but you have to figure out how to make it happen. Or yes, but you need to plan it or, you know, things like that. So sometimes they give me some pretty wild things at those meetings. Has um, any Have any of them said they wanted to go to public school? Never. No. Okay. The only time that happened with me was one of my daughters around kindergarten age, and that was all about riding the bus. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that's so cute. (laughs) But yeah, no, I mean, they've had friends in school and they've just seen it and gone, no, thank you. So I'm excited about his meeting coming up. That's the big thing we're doing. And then the other thing I'm doing to get ready for the year is that I'm part of a uh, once a week co-op and I'm teaching the high school class this year. So I've been working on all my lesson plans and getting them ready for the whole year. Like Melody said, I like having the whole year planned out ahead of time. time. Yeah, as much as I can. And let me tell you, I hope I don't know if you guys are using it yet, but chat GPT is amazing for lesson planning. I have like, a philosophical problem with that only because <laughs> I'm a content creator. I totally understand that. And I I'm like all the concerns. Yeah, but, but I'm oh like, we my have God. to learn to use it. I just, so, I have for lesson planning, it's, it's amazing. It's such an incredible tool because it can, it's basically brainstorming for you, you know? So you can say, you can go into chat GPT and say, I want to teach a one hour class to a group of 10 year olds. And the topic is, you know, world history, and it needs to include a game and hands on activities. And then it will spit out one second later, an entire class plan for that hour with details and games and exactly step you through exactly how to do it. And it has is such a great tool. Now I and I've used it for my entire year. And it's not I'm not using the plan it gave me word for word. I've added mm-hmm. in things, but as my first step, that's what I did this year is I asked them to give me the plans first and it gave me some incredible outlines for lesson plans. 
I remember before you told us you were doing some kind of an online search mm-hmm. um, and you would get lesson plans. You were you were putting in lesson plans for X, yeah, Y, yeah. Z. I always put in like lesson plan, whatever the topic is. So mm-hmm. lesson plan. Well, this year I'm doing a whole thing on zombies. So lesson plan, <laughs> zombies, and then PDF afterwards. The PDF oh, right. thing is the thing that's worked for me. The like because that pulls up people's already created lesson plans right. um, really easily. Are um, you using that together with Chat GPT at all? Like, no, actually, no? I'm not using that at all. Like, I cannot tell you how amazing the Chat GPT stuff is. It has skipped that hmm. step for me entirely. In fact, I just showed my daughter Avery is actually teaching the pre-K class for the, our co-op this year, and she's doing a whole year class on my body. Um, it's you know learning about themselves thing for mm-hmm. its four-year-olds, and she asked me to show her the the chat GPT stuff the other day. And I was like, okay, just put in, this is what I want to do for the year. And she put it in and it, you know, a whole year curriculum came back to her immediately. And it, and it was like, she looked at it and was like, oh, that's everything I was thinking I wanted to do, you know? <laughs> um, so it's just, it's a great, great tool for teachers. And yeah, there's, there are obviously uh, still a lot of concerns about AI and, how it's being used and plagiarism and stealing content and all of those things are a concern, obviously. But in right. this context, those aren't really concerns you're looking at because this isn't, you're not taking someone's material or anything sure. like that. that makes uh, perfect it's sense. just really a great brainstorming and outlining tool. Just hmm. amazing for that. And I'm going to be using it in my classes this year as well for the kids to learn how to utilize it correctly and, you know, what, the advantages it can give them for things that are not plagiarism. (laughs) Right. Well, and I've also heard that there are sites that can help you figure out if kids Mm -hmm. have plagiarized. So that's another important piece of technology. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of homeschool kids aren't plagiarizing at home with their parents. No. (laughs) But when they go to co-ops and things, we did have some of that at the co-op that you and I and Melody were all part of where some kid wrote some things and then the teacher figured out that wasn't even that child's work. Mm -hmm. So, you know, with better technology, we have to use technology to keep track of what's going on. Yeah. That's probably a whole nother episode. For sure. (laughs) Um, one of the last things I wanted to say, like for the co-op classes that I do, it's it's all homeschool kids and we just meet for a, a couple hours once a week. Um, but one of the ways that I get them also excited about the class and starting classes again is to give them some actual work over the summer. And it's fun work, you know, but it keeps them kind of coming back to the idea of what we're going to be studying and and if this my assignments of this summer were watch a bunch of zombie movies read this zombie book so that's all easy <laughs> um and fun but it keeps them like they're ready for class they're excited that class is coming and they so you do know you I've, have kids signed up like when do they sign up and can you incorporate people who just decided last week that they're homeschooling and they want to get involved like <laughs> How does so, that affect your planning? Uh, we usually, so our co-op, we usually sign up April at the end of the year, at the end of our co-op year, around April, we open it up to anybody who's already in the classes. And then we wait until about now to mm-hmm. 
see who is, you know, we double check with everybody. And then if we have spaces, we offer them out to the general homeschool community in our area. So I do like right now, I do have two spaces in the high school class that I can still offer up. And I, and so, yes, so new people sometimes do make it in. Yeah. It, if you just decided to start homeschooling and you're finding that co-ops are all booked up, you can yeah. band together with other people. And we we have mm-hmm. an episode about co-ops too, about mm-hmm. creating your own co-op and home yeah. co-op. So don't get discouraged if you're like, oh, yeah. darn it. There's a way you can do it. Yeah. And right. ask in the middle of the year too, like later on, people drop out of things all the time. Mm-hmm. So just you can keep asking too. That's yeah. why park days are so great because you find those people right. that also just started and maybe they wish there was, you know, something to do. And then you can, like mm-hmm. we talked about, start one or the library has a group and they're doing some activities and that's yeah. better than nothing. So we can start there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the libraries in our local area has two homeschool classes, one for younger kids, I think six to 10. Um, and then one for 10 to 13 and then they have a teen group they yeah. really this it's one so library's wet. really Great. blown me away yeah. yeah a bunch of the uh ymcas also often have some homeschool classes going on oh yeah you know i we just got a membership to the y through my son's health insurance we have a whole year nice. membership yeah totally free and we went swimming on Sunday and he was like, can we go swimming every day? And I went, uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, we're not going to go swimming every day, but it is a nice option to uh, have other things to do. Um, we're, I'm really trying to get him disengaged from screens a little bit more. Yeah. And so, you know, if he wants to go swimming, it's not going to hurt him or me. Yeah, um, that's great. But that's, that's a good point to use other community resources mm-hmm. for things to do for school. Mm-hmm. Also, as a unschooler, and actually, I think all homeschoolers probably relate to this. One of the best things about back to school time is that the kids go back to school. The other kids do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> school kids mm-hmm. go back to school. And so we actually, we love September's because where we live, it's still hot enough to go out and enjoy all the wonderful lakes and parks and things like that. And they're suddenly belong to just us. And we it's one of our favorite times of the year to go out and explore outside because there's just nobody else at the parks or in the lakes or on the river. Mm-hmm. And we really enjoy that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, historically, we have gone on a trip to the beach in September. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Because it's still plenty hot and it's still great to be there, but there's hardly anybody there during mm-hmm. the day. Which is a mixed bag because then, like, my son doesn't really have other kids to hang out with. But, um, you know, we can do a lot of things that we couldn't do if there were a bunch of people there yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. So. We did the same. Go take a, take a vacation. And, but we would go at the end of September or the beginning of October. And mm-hmm. uh, some things were closed because school's in session. So, you know, check on that <laughs> if you're making mm-hmm. plans. Like some of the pools are closed, which never made sense to us. Yeah, because it's I know it's still so hot. hot here. Yeah, but, um, but the fall uh, after school starts, after public school starts, is a great time to visit national parks as well. Um, oh, sure. Some of those places that are so crowded and you can't really get into in the summertime. Those, it's a great time to take your family to see those kind of things. Yeah, 
Well, I think this was a great talk today. There is so much to think about when you're going back to school, but there's so much to be excited about too. And it's, uh, you know, it's an exciting time for everybody, whether you're new to it or this is, you know, your fifth or sixth or 20th year. Mm -hmm. So everybody have a great back to school. Here at the end of our podcast, we like to answer a big question. Holly, what's our big question for today? Our big question today is from Anonymous, who asks, what should I do when my homeschooled child wants to go back to public school? And we talked about this earlier in today's show. What do we think about this one? Well, I think this comes up a lot right now at this time of year. If your kids were in public school last year, they're probably feeling hesitant about not going back when all their friends are going back. And then sometimes we, even people who've been homeschooling for a long time, their kids approach them and want to go back to school. I think, well, first, it's a very personal family decision on how you actually feel about them going back to school. There might be reasons you don't want them to go. There, You might be open to them trying to go back to public school. But you need to actually address it with your, you know, other parents involved and then sit down and talk to the kids about it, I think. It really depends on why they want to go. And so, mm -hmm. like you said, you have to sit down and figure out what their reason is. Sometimes at this, they might have forgotten the reasons, what was going on that caused yes. your family to change your mind about public school. You know, the summer's a break and you've forgotten mm -hmm. what it was like. And mm -hmm. so sometimes you just have to remind them of your reasons. And then sometimes there are, it's like just a conviction in your family that you're not going to do that. So then you have to help them understand why. We were always right. really big on explaining those decisions and, yes. and open about you know, if they don't know why you're doing something, then you're just being rigid. But if you can help them understand the thought process behind it and understand your reasons, they can get on board with it. I also know people who, for different reasons, need to put their children back in school yeah. for mm -hmm. a time. And there's not anything wrong with that if that's what you need to do. But you've got to prepare. Well, I had yeah. some children who wanted to go back to public school. One of them, we did let her go. And it didn't turn out to uh, work very well. So uh, my husband and I decided that was off the table. So when the next child wanted to go, we said, well, you know, we're not going to do that, but let's join a co-op and let's get involved mm -hmm. in these other things. And mm -hmm. that filled the need she had. She was going into high school. She wanted to be in classes with kids her own age. Right. She wanted that socialization experience. She wanted that school experience. So we found a really cool co-op and they did a yearbook every year mm -hmm. and they had a lot of great extracurriculars and she took her sciences and she got very involved in 4-H and that filled her need to be right. around kids her age and to uh, have some autonomy. And it worked out really well for us. But you have to talk to your kids and find out yeah. why do you want to go and can we yeah. solve that problem from home base? And definitely don't just dismiss their reasons, because even if you find them to be silly reasons or unimportant reasons, it's it's really important to them. And you need to, you know, validate the reasons they have and then help them to see that you can do it another way. Yeah, because for them, it's a big deal and, and they don't have a frame of reference to understand what the ramifications of their wanting to go back could be. Mm -hmm. And so it's it, it's a, our job to help them to understand, like Melody said, you know, if you just dismiss it arbitrarily out of hand, you're going to have a resentful child and a really bad school year. Yep. Before we go, we want to leave you with a few reminders. It's SAT time again. 
The next SAT testing date is August 26th. The late registration is August 15th. So if you want to make the test this month, get to it. If you want to support us here and help us grow, help new people find out about our show by leaving us a five-star review and sharing it on social media. Remember that you can get 20% off the cost of your Transcript Maker subscription with the code HAPPY. That's H-A-P-P-Y in all caps. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at happyhomeschoolpod at gmail.com. And you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at happyhomeschoolpod. If you want to learn more about anything we discussed today, we publish our show notes on Facebook after every new episode. Next episode, we'll be discussing youth civic organizations. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Jennifer. I'm Holly. And I'm Melody. Happy Happy homeschooling. homeschooling. Hi, this is your host, Jennifer Jones. Thank you for listening to the Happy Homeschooler podcast, a transcript maker production. My co-hosts are Holly Williams-Urbach and Melody Gillum. This podcast was produced by Matthew Bass and edited by Nora Williams. Our graphic design is by Pete Soloway and our music is by The Great Pangolin. You can find more of her work on YouTube and Twitter at Kylie Wins. That's K-A-I-L-E-Y Wins. If you'd like to help our podcast grow, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Or, as always, tell people about us. Did you guys have a first day of school traditions that you did? You know, I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) 